0: Requires high speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
1: You're listening to Why Always Us, a Manchester City podcast from The Athletic. I'm David Mooney, Sam Lee is with me. Hi, Sam hello good weekend so far
0: uh, uh yeah
1: <laughs> sorry i've uh, thrown you, know? you with that question I, I, well I was, I
0: was trying to think i was like do they want to hear about my weekend are they expecting me to talk about the city context because in the city context no but i mean yeah I've, your weekend's been I've fine, a, fine so. I've, I've had a nice enough weekend but, but away from the football yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well, i just say we, we don't know and we do sort of like like back and forth like that at the start so i might have thrown you for a bit there sorry about that <laughs>
0: you know it's all right um I'd, yeah, I need to be in a very specific mood for back and forth. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just very, I'm just very conscious of how this podcast is going to turn out. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to dance around going, oh yeah, I've had a great weekend when everyone's like, oh, oh dear, it's been shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, fair enough. Uh, well, let's crack on then. Uh, it's the last week that you can get access to the Athletic for just one pound a month. Uh, and Sam, we've been saying that that you know this deal couldn't carry on and we couldn't uh, pretend to be shocked forever. And it, well, it's coming to an end. So, uh, what articles have you got coming up that you can uh, that you can tempt people with?
0: Oh, um, something on Kyle Walker um, that I've kind of been... If I was going to write about Kyle Walker after the Porto game and then it was like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it properly. So hopefully a proper Kyle Walker piece for before the Sheffield United game on Saturday. Um, and then the Liverpool game, yeah, that's coming up. Oh God, I've forgotten um, about that. The, well, to be fair, um, City do well against teams that press them, less well against teams that sit off. So... Interestingly, maybe Liverpool will sit off and try and stop it that way. Anyway, um, and City got a great record against Liverpool at home in the last few years. Um, but yeah, ahead of that, it's going to be uh, what's it like to play for Pep Guardiola, featuring, you know, voices from past and present and off-the-record information and all that kind of stuff, which will be nice and daunting to pull together over the next 10 days. But as ever, we'll we'll always get there. We'll and talk, the, okay f- the finished the
1: product will be worth it. Don't... don't uh... Don't suggest that it, that, uh, that that daunting element <laughs> does not uh, does not provide, provide results because it does.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm always like this when i got a big article. You just dread picking up the phone or picking up the pen or whatever. Um, but yeah, then it, it always turns out okay.
1: Well, the offer ends this week. So go to theathletic.com forward slash Man City pod to sign up. That's theathletic.com forward slash Man City pod. It's the last week that you can get access for one pound a month. Now... As the full-time whistle went against West Ham, I started thinking about today's show, Sam, and I, I was wondering what on earth we could say that we haven't been saying for weeks on end already. If you want to hear about City's on-the-pitch problems and all that sort of stuff, how we think they can they can sort them out. But, like, there's nothing new in that show anymore, is there? So there, there's plenty of Why always us episodes in the back catalogue that fit that bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple of questions that come hand in hand with City's kind of up and down form at the moment, and uh, you hinted at one after the Leicester match. In fact, let me let me just play what you said towards the end of the of the podcast at the end of uh, uh, after that defeat against Leicester.
0: I think it's too early to, but I don't think we're there yet. But I think a lot of fans will be saying this, and in the same way I mentioned Rodri, I think a lot of fans will be saying we need to have a conversation about Guardiola as well. Uh, I don't think we're there yet, but. Um, I wouldn't say it wouldn't surprise me, but I can see that eventuality in the in the next few weeks. If things don't get better, then the pressure's going to be on him.
1: So have things got better, Sam? Is it is now the time to have that hmm. conversation?
0: Well, it looks like it. It looks like it. Um, so, I, I mean, I was I was actually going to write about Guardiola's future anyway, like win, lose or draw, um, and I thought it might have been quite a difficult topic to to broach. Um, I'm always wary. Well, I suppose especially with kind of a city fan base. I'm always wary of, you know, people think articles are written in the media to achieve, you know, certain aims, like to destabilise a team. You you always get that stuff thrown around. Oh, you're trying to destabilise a team by talking about something neg- negative and, and this, that, and the other. And I was a bit worried. I wouldn't worry about
1: but, that, though. At the moment, this team doesn't need anything like that to destabilise. It no, destabilises
0: yeah, itself, right. so... <laughs> yeah, Um. so, I mean, but, like, I was speaking to my editor on Friday morning and I did, I've done a lot of, you know, team kind of tactical issues and you know first team things and player focuses and he's like is there anything else that's interesting I was like well Guardiola's future is a bit of a a bit of a strange one and you know it's kind of bubbling away I'm surprised it hasn't been talked about already and then in the press conference somebody asked about it um and he, and he spoke about it and it was like well okay I'll, I'll write about it win lose or draw um and I was like if they win it's you know a bit of a weird time you know if City had a one 5 nil, and then they play great and you go away and write about Guardiola's contract, it's it a bit weird. And if they'd have lost, it's like oh, that's a bit reactionary talking about Guardiola's contract. Um but I mean in the end, like the draw and the way that he played, it, it seemed to feel right anyway. And then like you said, at the final whistle, you began to think of what the podcast was gonna look like. At the final whistle, I looked at the Twitter and um the Q and A on the athletic, and there were so many comments about Guardiola and his future and like fans kind of saying, Well, if you were to leave at the end of the season, it wouldn't be the end of the world, and I was like, "That's so interesting," because the kind of things I was thinking about writing were like, "Well, it's October already, like the end of October. Like we're five games into the season, but you know the season still ends in May. His contract's still up in July, so it might feel like it's too early to make a decision. But actually, in terms of the time frame of maybe you know succession planning or getting somebody else in, it's, it's or, six know, and a
1: half months away.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or like." missing out on another target because they go somewhere else in the meantime or whatever because you know for argument's sake if Guardiola weren't to um, make an, an announcement or a decision until like April or something it could be too late so I was going to write about all that kind of stuff but then by the end of the game there was enough City fans talking about it to be like well this is probably still a minority but it felt like a growing minority and just the fact that so many people were kind of saying well you know even the ones that were appreciative of him, you know some are like oh you know he's he's kind of lost the plot he needs to go they're like a genuine minority but the majority of the minority were kind of like he's been great and he's i feel a bit bad saying this but you know if, if he were to leave at the end of the season that might be best for everyone and that opinion seemed to be quite common um and again even when i wrote the article and published it i was like there's probably going to be a few people here saying what are you talking about this for blah 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 but again most of the comments were uh, you know, take you know, the actual topic itself, you know, face value, you know, the 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 pros and cons of, of Guardiola staying. And yeah, um, like you say, it's not, this isn't about, this isn't a witch hunt, this isn't Guardiola needs to go. It's just, you know, we we said we could feel that conversation brewing. Um, and I, I, I do think it is time because a lot of City fans are talking about it. And I don't think, first of all, like you say, look, the West Ham game, we've talked about this type of game a million times. Um, it just it just feels like we'd be ignoring a bigger issue if we were to not address it at this point.
1: Yeah, I think we should be clear this this isn't a discussion about whether Guardiola should be sacked or not. This is this is a discussion about what happens next because his contract is up at the end of the season. Um, like like you say, Sam. As it stands, he's leaving the club in May. He himself has said that he has to earn a, a new contract himself. Uh, We know that he'll only stick around if he feels that there's more he can get out of the team, or there's more Mm. that the players can learn from him. But we also know that after four years at Barcelona, he was, you know, he's absolutely shattered, and he, you know, he cited mental fatigue when he, when he had that that sabbatical year. So all of that said, you know, taking all that in mind, it kind of leads you to think, well, this could be his last season. But the big but here is that he knows, and like everybody else in football knows, he's never going to have it better. Than, than, than at City is he? He's never going to get a better opportunity to have the level of control that he wants at a club than than what he's got right now.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that's a difficult one because it it like even even if you're in like a great situation, sometimes if it stops feeling like a great situation, you need to bring it to an end anyway, and then you know you might regret it later, and you know that that could be a situation where it does come to an end. And Guardiola, you know, it's still the case that he feels that. He's in a, a great place for his career and he might only recognise that if he were to go, you know, to Juve and they had problems and he was under pressure after like six months or something they put bloody Alex on the left city. Um, but no, you're right. Um, and I'm sure that will be a big uh, part of his thinking. And I suppose, like the tone of this conversation at the moment, um, and I'm, I'm very aware that, you know, just the tone can kind of set the topic in these debates, but um, I'm very aware that it sounds like we're leaning, or people are leaning, or the general feeling is leaning towards he's going to go. Um, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. Um, I, I think it probably does feel like that at the moment, in the sense that he's not been in the best of moods, you know, publicly, press conferences, that kind of stuff. The team's not playing the best football. You know, I personally thought, uh, you know, the biggest factor on him staying would be the the transfer market activity in the summer, and I don't think that was good enough. Um, whether that actually has an impact or not I don't know but he's you know the City should be playing better than what they are with the resources they've got but at the same time they do need you know, certain position strengthening to help that along and I'm sure Guardiola knows that um, so yeah I mean the other thing you, you didn't mention is he said you know he said publicly at least he's open to stay in but you know see how it goes um, not, so, well, not so much open to staying, but he says he would he would like to, but again, see how it goes. City obviously would want him to. I can't imagine there's any situation in the world where Guardiola, well, no, it's not going to happen. Guardiola, it's not going to happen that Guardiola will get to the end of the season and say, I want to stay, and City say, no, forget it. That's not going to happen. Even if...
1: If he wants to stay, then he stays. It's a simple that Yeah, and
0: exactly. And like, even if City were to finish fifth, but you know, there's an, there's an ironic thing where it's like City could finish fifth, And Guardiola would be like, for whatever reason, because I mean, imagine if they did finish fifth, you'd imagine it being a bit nuclear by then. But hypothetically, if Guardiola were to say, I actually think I can turn this around, and City have got plans to bring in, you know, Messi or whatever, and the board wouldn't say, forget it then. The board would say, all right, yeah, great, fine, let's carry on. Um, The the irony is, it's probably more likely that it'd win the Champions League and say, I've done everything I can. (laughs) um, Knowing how... Well, I was kind of guessing how how he works and how he might approach things, but um, yeah, the bottom line is they could basically tank, and I think as long as he wanted to stay, City would would allow it. I think the most likely thing is whatever happens, people are going to be on the same page because yeah. they might they might all be like, "Well, we'd love you to stay, but you're clearly not going to hire." And he's like, "No, sorry, lads, I'm I'm done." And they go, "All right, fine." Or they're all like, "Feel good." Yeah, gonna go and buy this player and this player. Yeah, do you feel good? Yeah, couple more years. All right, fine. Let's do it. It'll be that because they know each other so, so well, they almost don't even need to have the conversation. You know, they'll just know, and then by the time they do, you know, it'll be that confirmation would you know that conversation. Sorry, would just be confirmation. It'll be right. How much do you want to earn? Okay, right. We'll do that. Or okay, you go in then. Are yeah. Okay, fine. Well, we're thinking about this guy. That it'll be as simple as that. Um. The only thing, really, is the the timescale. Um, I don't actually think it's a huge distraction at the moment. I know a lot of fans do. Um, but, I mean, in, my reasoning for that is they played like this for a while anyway, and I don't think people were thinking about Guardiola's contract, you know,
1: a year The start of last season, yeah.
0: But, I mean, I suppose it can only get worse. And I suppose, I think I might have mentioned this before in either an article or a podcast, but um, even if it's completely unfair, if a narrative starts in the media and with the fans, it can actually attach some importance to a football club and to the dressing room. So it may, you know, if City don't turn their form around when everybody's fit in the next couple of weeks and they get to Christmas and it's a real struggle, then that um, distraction narrative will be unavoidable, even if it's true or not.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to turn to Twitter because uh, I asked this morning for uh, some people to get yeah. in touch with, uh, with with their thoughts. And we have had well, this absolute is the way of doing it, uh, boatloads, absolute boatloads of, uh, of tweets yeah. to come in. So I'm not going to be able to get through them all, but we'll get through as many as we can. Um, Anthony Abdul says, I'm happy for Pep to stay for as long as he wants. Their domestic achievements alone means he doesn't just have credit in the bank. He is the bank. We've seen him create one of the all-time great city sides. And if players can go through a dip in form, why can't managers too? In both cases, you just trust that the talent will pull through. Um, Jonathan Morris says he needs to go back to the way he plays. If he's motivated, then I'd like to see him stay, but not if he's just going through the motions. Uh, Niall says ideally he signs on for another three years and rebuilds. If he's off, rather it wasn't leaked, would no doubt have an adverse impact on the players, some more than others, and the fans as well. Uh, remember 15 16 when we found out Manuel Pellegrini was off at the end and we nearly finished fifth. And Gaz says uh, it's not just him in stasis that's the problem. If I'm Stones, for example, I'd wait a year to see who the manager is next year before I commit to dropping down half a level or so. That year under Pellegrini where he was essentially sacked in situ was ridiculous because you still need another transition year with the new guy. The the comparisons are there, aren't they, Sam, with Pellegrini's final season? But the City... City were playing really badly in the start of that season anyway. It wasn't, it wasn't like the announcement that Guardiola was coming and Pellegrini was, was off really damaged that season. It was already going badly by that stage. I don't, I don't know how much comparison you can really draw if Guardiola were to say at this stage, oh, I'm, this is my final season.
0: Yeah. Well, hmm, arguably City are playing. I mean, maybe I'd know City better because that was my first season. And I was like, yeah, okay. City are all right. And I remember when they lost to Leicester Doing like a video for goal and being like, yeah, they can still win the league, you know, but they need to turn it around. Now I'm a bit more like, nah. So I mean, yeah. argu- arguably they're playing worse now with better players than they were in the last Pellegrini season. Uh, that I don't know. that, that I might that might be unfair. Know. Yeah, I'm not I'm, um,
1: I'm not on board with that. I'm afraid. No, but in <laughs> terms
0: of the ex- I don't know, but in terms of the expectations and like, this is a proper rabbit hole now. But in terms of the expectations and like reasonable expectations, like these players, if again look at what they did against Arsenal. And like, I know it wasn't a fantastic performance where they blitzed Arsenal, but I'm talking about that kind of tactical flexibility where you've still got you might not have De Bruyne, you might not have Laporte, and you might have you know an unfit Aguero up front, but you've got the tactical flexibility there to be much better than what you show against West Ham, for argument's sake. And look, I know Arsenal play a different way to West Ham, and the difficulty is breaking a team down. But um, I don't, yeah, like I say, it, that I might not be right in that, but it, it feels like, like city weren't playing great but they might have won the league anyway because it was a mad season and god it's just it's just an exact parallel isn't it because when leicester won the league it was was kind of because nobody's great and maybe city could have won it if they were better but ultimately they weren't great before the announcement and they were worse after um and the same thing with city if there's to be an announcement either way regarding pep um they're not great already
1: would the, um, would the announcement that he has or will sign a deal, not necessarily has signed a deal, but but, but that he will sign and will stay for for however long it will be, would that offer some sort of stability that that city didn't have in that fifteen sixteen when you know when the opposite happened? Uh,
0: I think it would have to, like I say, because if we're going to talk about distractions, then we have to say, well, okay, that's stability. But the interesting thing is. Um, I suppose, like I've, like how I've set this whole podcast up at the start. You know, pe- a lot of people are saying, um, you know, that it wouldn't be the end of the world if Guardiola were to leave at the end of the season. Like, if they were to get that announcement now, if City were to come out on Monday morning and say Guardiola staying for another year or two, like, would that
1: does it change like,
0: cure City's problems? It wouldn't cure City's problems, and I wonder how many people would be like, "Well, okay," um, would maybe be thinking well, okay, well, I hope this sorts things out rather than, okay, that's great news. You know what I mean? Like if City, because I'm still kind of clinging to this, well, maybe once the fitness is there, um, you know, they'll click and they can win the league. And like we were saying, if there's parallels with 2015-16, then it's a bit of a mad league. And maybe if Liverpool aren't great, then, you know, the opportunity is still there. And obviously there's like, what, 33 games to go. So plenty of time. And if City were to win the league and they would say Guardiola stay in, then it's like, oh, well, brilliant. Fantastic. We're in safe hands. But um if, yeah, if it's like, if they were to announce it now, I don't think that, well, I don't think everybody, I wouldn't say the overwhelming opinion, but I don't think everybody would be like overwhelmed because it's almost like Guardiola's kind of got a show that he's got some answers. That's kind of the situation he's at at the moment. And I, by the way, I'm not ruling out the possibility that he has got those answers. Like, give it a month. And as much as we predicted we might be having this conversation a few weeks ago, you know, in in a in a few weeks we might be saying, Oh yeah, things are looking all right again. Um But it's yeah, it, it is it does feel like at the moment, like, I like that I like that quote, he hasn't got credit in the bank, he is the bank. I love that. Um and like I'm I'm one of those weird guys where I'm not gonna argue that it's terrible. I will say, Look, bloody hell, hold on. Like I've been arguing with people in the comments all day saying, you know, Guardiola. Somebody said a Guardiola is unproven, which like made my head fall <laughs> off. And some someone was like, "Oh yeah, well you know he's he's only done all he's done at City is um, a few a few points better off than Mancini and Pellegrini, which is just like so yeah, disingenuous." I had,
1: I, I had the same sort of thing I, when I went to the shop the, uh, this morning. They were talking about it on the radio, and it was a question of uh whether cities uh the two titles that Guardiola won at city in those two seasons uh, whether they were all that really and it was just what? like like what what are you talking about whether they were all that
0: yeah piss off like that's just ridiculous but my point here is I'm I am one of those guys I will argue until I'm blue in the face against that point because that as far as I'm concerned is just nonsense um and I try not to swear because that'd be good practice for me with an 80 month old son <laughs> I will also not be so positive as to agree with the whole, well, I do agree with the fact he's got credit in the bank, but I won't just say, I won't say he's bulletproof and I won't say he's immune from criticism because while I think he's great, and actually my personal opinion is it would be better for City if he did stay because I basically, I've yeah, he's got credit in the bank. I back him. I think he's great. Um, but I will still say, well, it's not, you know, a hundred percent certain, there's going to turn it around, and he's not completely blameless in these issues. So I'm one of those awkward people that I I will argue with the people who are being overly pessimistic, and I will be and I will argue with the people who are being overly optimistic, because I always think most things are like, you know, there's there's always very, very rarely black and white. It? There's the always new. One, yeah, isn't there? exactly, yeah. and that's basically that's basically it. You know, nobody's. Well, I think some people are saying Guardiola should go, but I think they are the more extreme opinions. They're not the most common. I think, to be fair, in terms of, you know, football fan discourse, and there's a lot of clubs where it's very extreme. um, To be fair, this all seems very civilised and and straightforward. The opinion mainly is, you know, I've not seen any arguing between the fans either. It's mainly, uh, this guy is great, but um, would like, you know, would like a bit better, um, and then other people going, oh no, well it's all right, he'll turn it around. And at the same time, I can, I can understand that. So- or, you,
1: or you're also got, you've also got the likes of this guy's great, but you know, it maybe just needs to freshen it up a bit, or you know, a, a different face might not be the end of the world because it's still, you know, because like things have just kind of got a bit stale.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think those are unreasonable opinions, but but I mean, my my thing would be there is. It's a bit like when when wenger left and look, nobody really minds because arteta's doing well now but it's almost like and it's like those appointments after a, a great manager like that never go well straight away or very rarely go well straight away so and like somebody made the point on twitter um well look Bayern won a treble after pep left and and Barcelona won a treble after pep left And it's like well Bayern won it like yeah but Bayern won it like now like just now like and god five years ago uh no well, four years ago, um, and, like, they got Ancelotti in because he was, like, seen as a breath of fresh air, but then the players got sick of him, like, after, like, a season and a bit. Um, and obviously with with Pepa, Barca it was a bit different because, obviously, it was Tito Villanova, but they went through a, a period of trying to basically keep things exactly the same. Um, and then they tried to get another like-for-like for, like for Villanova, and then that didn't quite go. And then, then they got back and got they got the job. So it's, like, basically, City will do very very well if they improve on Guardiola or you know they they build on it straight away you know it might be one of those kind of poison chalice jobs where it's very difficult because you might have a situation where maybe some players just feeling it's about right time to go as well yeah. and you've got you've got a rebuild on as well so um yeah like that's what I'm kind of saying it's like it it it's not going to be easy to replace him um and it's almost like well if you can kick that can down the road for as long as possible and if you can
1: make that road as long as possible as well, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. If you, yeah, if you can make that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's 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 the better expression. If you can, if you can wait another two years, and Guardiola still performing to a high level, then aim for that for as long as possible. Don't rush into getting rid of him. That would be, you know, that's that's my opinion on it, basically. But um, if if city keep playing like this for another three or four months and they're not in the title conversation and it's not a scenario where one team's running away with it then it might be like yeah um this this you know it might be time for a a a change but like but like i say i don't i don't think that's the situation just yet i might be a bit slow on that um but I, 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 I still think just about with the quality they've got and the quality he's got that he can turn it around. But it's it's definitely an interesting one, isn't it? And like yeah. the tweets, the tweets back that up. Like it's, it's actually been a good debate.
1: Well, let's let's have a few more tweets. Uh, Curtis Simpson says, as big as he is, the club must still come first. If he does plan to leave, then there should be some kind of announcement after the January transfer window. Another Pellegrini limbo period must be avoided at all costs. Any press speculation and club instability must be kept to a minimum. The next manager will be stepping into the biggest shoes in football with a squad that has obvious holes. It would be fanciful to think that they would get an immediate tune out of this team, particularly since Pep is struggling right now. It's understood that Pep has the final say on nearly every decision. The next manager won't get that treatment. As such, they'll need as much support as possible in the transfer market and on existing players to bridge that gap." Um, Aaron Josephberg says uh, I'd like nothing more than for him to stay on at City until he sees fit yet in saying that I would like to see a succession plan of some sort put into place be it Arteta Nagelsmann Pochettino or whoever I think the fans need reassuring and would appreciate seeing long term goals set uh, Manklad says uh, I think we need a decision very soon hopefully he extends but not if we need to sort a replacement out I believe the performances are being affected by this and James De Corsi says I want him to sign an extension if he's at the end of his Natural cycle and wants to go, then I'm fine with that too. Get behind him until the end. It's the least he deserves for what he's brought. I'd hate for it to be his last season with no crowds. Um, there's yeah, an interesting, yeah. There's an interesting point in in all of this as well, Sam. In that, um, you know, uh, that, that Pepe's struggling to get a tune out of this team at the moment, as Curtis said. Um, I'm wondering is is part of that because of how good this team was for two years, you know, a couple of years ago. Is it is, is it a case of? you know those highs just set the bar so high that it's almost impossible to reach that again but i
0: responded to somebody on twitter today and i wrote this i've kind of referenced this bit in my article um you know people are like oh well wouldn't any other manager be under pressure by now and it's like well yes they would but guardiola not any other manager and he's unique for a couple of reasons and one is i don't think any manager has ever had the same level of trust Or you know i don't know maybe Ferguson at United did to be fair because talk about people being bigger than the club he basically was by the end but Guardiola at City like i say they're all they're all kind of committed to keeping him there for as long as possible so he's not really under pressure um and the other element is it's that credit in the bank like why would you risk getting rid of somebody who has coached teams to such like unforgettable highs like it would be stupid to cut the losses so when somebody said oh well shouldn't he be under pressure I was like, I pointed that out, and I was like, well, also he's won two trophies back to back, and don't forget in the Premier League nobody had done that for ten years, and then you wouldn't you wouldn't get rid of a manager who'd, well he was like saying oh in other European leagues blah 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 but it's like yeah but that that would be wrong, like you wouldn't surely get rid of a manager who'd won two league titles in like fantastic manner, and won other all all things alongside then, then, them as well. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly, yeah, like. Domestic trouble never been done before, or that kind of domestic dominance. And then like the third season doesn't go to plan. And then like you wouldn't ever just get rid of like surely any manager, you just wouldn't get rid of them at that point. Um and and like now, fine, we're having the conversation after a few games. Um, but he's he's not really like seriously under pressure. But this is probably about the right level of pressure for a manager to be under because to go back to your question of has he set the bar too high i don't think so
1: i just wonder on that though like uh, what what makes me ask that question is that i've got friends who are city fans who that they, they like they, they have the attitude that it, that almost like their football support has been completed by that that those two seasons like they 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 kind of accept they're never going to get to see anything better than that so from then on in, it's kind of like, well, not necessarily. What's the point? But you know what I mean. That that feeling of, of of malaise is a lot easier to come by because because you're never going to get to see that sort of thing again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm going to say is, they should be getting near that. You know, maybe we're not going to see 98 points from City again. I don't know. Maybe we will, um, but maybe we're not. But you know, maybe especially this season, if points are harder to come by you still be expecting City to win the league. And obviously, look, we're only five games in, so they might. Um, but what? So my overall point is, okay, they might not get 98, 99 points, but if they win the league this season, then nobody's going to say, oh, well, it wasn't as good as before because it's like, well, they've won the title, and that's great. You can't really ask any more than that. Um, but the other the way I kind of equivocated there was I kind of remembered all the tweets that were saying, just adding a bit of context of don't forget or you know that the, the peps kind of been let down and that's what I, that's where i'm thinking so i started to say well you know city have got enough there to be able to if not replicate then come close to what they did but then it's like well company's gone and probably a bigger loss off the pitch than on it um, although obviously when he was relied upon towards the end of 1819 he was vital silver's gone fernandinho has effectively gone um i don't want to say that about aguero um, and he hasn't yet, but the fact he's got another injury, um, as a, I've heard a, a whisper that he's going to miss the internationals for Argentina. Um, but that might be just, you know, the kind of first tests kind of situation and City always downplay Aguero's injuries anyway, but I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see him until after the next international break. So it's like, they're the pillars of your team there and they're gone or they're going. So it's like, there's sympathy there with Guardiola in, in the sense of he's had to replace huge players there. Um, and then, like I say, as much as he should be probably getting a bit better out of these, the players that he has got, we've talked about left back. I can't imagine for a second that Guardiola went into this season thinking, we'll be fine at left back. With what we've got. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We must've wanted a new one. Um, it's strange about the midfielder because he knows, you know, he appreciates David Silver more than anybody on earth, I think. Um, so, and he knows how difficult it would be for, and he knows how difficult it is for City to play without him. It, it destabilizes the whole midfield, and the fact that Fernandinho is not there or not prime Fernandinho also makes that incredibly difficult. So, there's also an element to this of, well, you know, it's not apples with apples. This isn't the same city as 2017 to 2019. This is a different city, um, but the element of it is that lineup that played against West Ham. And this sounds like a very basic pub opinion, but I do think it's true. That lineup that played against West Ham is good enough to beat West Ham. And fine, on a you know you're not going to win all your games, so as yeah, a no, one off uh, is fine. But we're not at one off territory now. Yeah,
1: that that we're lineup not- has been good enough to win. Yeah they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah, they should have been in Southampton. Yeah, they should
0: have been in Arsenal. They should have beaten Leicester at home, although obviously Leicester played very well and they had a game plan. But the thing is, normally, normally when you make that kind of opinion of they've got a better eleven, it's normally teams like Man United under Van Gaal or Mourinho or Solskjaer where they've got great players, but they haven't really got a plan. But City should have a plan. They do have a plan. You know, Guardiola is a, is a plan. He is a walking plan. That's why it's like... should be better because this isn't an idiot this isn't this isn't an out of touch manager i don't think this isn't a manager that's out of his depth this is a manager who knows exactly what he's doing and exactly what his players are capable of and then you see him pick the same team you know for back-to-back games for the first time in three years and it's a team that didn't entirely convince in the first game that, that was that was just odd so it's like yeah these these teams that he's picking should should be better, you know, should be good enough to beat these teams. You know, they lost to United three times that season which is just like unforgivable really.
1: Is this a manager who is mentally fatigued then, as he was at Barcelona?
0: Possibly. Um, possibly. Um, I mean, a lot. Of, I think, I'll tell you what, one of the interesting things we should address and I think it might be linked to that is uh, cause just because a lot of people have said it on Twitter, they've said it in the comments, they've said it in the Q&A, is that Arteta's been a big loss and i'm always always instinctively gonna like um recoil against those those kind of opinions or or suggestions because i i think and i might be wrong but across the board i think those kind of thoughts are knee-jerk and kind of just easy conclusions to draw based on you know we look at something from the outside and we go blah 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 yeah this what happened then Oh, he left. Yeah, then it went bad. It, it, for it's, me, it's, it's two plus two easy. equals five. Yeah, for me, it's too easy. Um, I might be wrong, but I think it's too easy. But also, look, City were playing like this when Arteta was there. Maybe, maybe if Arteta had stayed, he would have helped find the answers. And part of the reason they got one Marleo in is because. Guardiola's always wanted somebody who gives him solutions, somebody who h- helps look at a game and say, we need to do this, we need to do that. And he had that for, with Dominic Torrent for years. And don't forget, Dominic Torrent was his assistant for two years. And if if Torrent had stayed an extra year and they'd have won, and I think this is a fair enough point to say, I don't think this is complete bollocks. Um, there goes my swearing. <laughs> again. He's not here, he's not here. Um, if, if 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 Torrent had a left a year later and then left, would people be saying... Well, people would be saying, "Oh, well, it's since Torrent left, he's gone to pieces because he was with him through his whole career." But like, it was that was incidental, really. And like last season, maybe the fact that for the last six months of the season, he didn't have anyone to kind of contribute new ideas didn't help. But those problems were set in anyway. And if you listen back to our podcast from last season, I fully believe they were kind of tactical and injury and morale problems. You, know, you take Sani out, and you've got a very you've got a very narrow team with inverted wingers, which we've talked about a lot recently and I wrote about on Friday. Um, And then you've got a midfield balance, which isn't the same. And you've got Rodri there, who's struggling with the defensive side of it. Um, And then the defence is exposed because it was, you know, Stones and Otamendi and they struggled. And then the confidence nosedived in like November with the whole Bernardo Silva band thing. Um, And then it just kind of spiraled from there. So like it set in while Arteta was still here. So I don't think that's uh, that's, um, a big reason for it. Obviously, Arteta was very important. But obviously, Torrent was very very important, and they carried on winning anyway. So I'm not really buying that, but I think it's important to raise. And people can disagree with that, and they might be able to make a... Because I don't think people are actually saying, this is why. I think people are asking, really. Somebody in the comments said, maybe he's been found out in the Premier League without Arteta, which is just mad because the implication <laughs> there is that Arteta was basically the the brains behind the operation of a man who's won everything there is to win with Barcelona and Bayern Munich didn't win the Champions League final, but you know what I mean. Um so that's mad. But um so yeah so to go back to the fatigue issue, is he getting enough new ideas? And again this whole this whole thing of it's easy to look from the outside and say, oh maybe it's that. You know I've been saying like I've been seeing people say, "Oh, I've been really disappointed by Juan Mijio. who doesn't seem to offer a lot." I was like, what? "How do you know? Like, what? What do you expect him to be offering? Like, there's no cameras at the training ground. Like, the only reason we know about Arteta is because there was a couple of interviews with people who know um, the training ground inside out, and there was a couple of books. You know, the the books written by Paul and Lou. You know, I've and I wrote uh, um, in, uh, an article on Arteta at a time when it was much easier to go and meet people and have conversations and get news. What I really, really want to do is do an article on what one Marleo has brought to the team. And maybe I'll have to say, actually people have been really disappointed he's not brought a lot at all. But I just don't think we know at the moment. Unfortunately, I've not been able to get that information because the, the people I speak to and the people I speak to who they speak to, you know, oh, not in the CFO, we yeah, yeah. yeah, we got meat, but it's just, not, it's just not happening, unfortunately. So, yeah, those kind of things, I'm not sure they're especially helpful. But, um, devil's advocate, is Guardiola fatigued? Is he getting new ideas? I'd, I'd imagine he'd get new ideas from Juan Marleo. He would challenge it. You know, he's not afraid to say, we should do this or we should do that. Um, I don't know, maybe Arteta's a bit more suited to the Premier League in the sense of he will say, we need to defend in this way. But I don't think the defence is Guardiola's issue. You know, Guardiola's too concerned with defending, if anything, I yeah. would suggest. Um, and one mile, Leo, is probably a bit, arguably, again, may- maybe he's a bit too much like Guardiola, and he will say that be even more radical. But again, I don't think we're seeing that. We're not seeing Guardiola um, throw men forward and see get done on the counterattack repeatedly. Um it's it's just very very similar to to last season. So if we're talking about fatigue, and I don't know this, this sharpness of decisions, I, I'm not sure if it's related to an assistant manager. I probably suggest it isn't.
1: I, um, I wonder it, if fatigue is is down to like I, I I don't want to be kind of glib about this season, but it's it's pretty much started at, at at the back end of last season. So it's pretty much carried on from last season. So he's had no yeah. preseason. He's had no time to to turn things around. Let's not no, forget, no. you know, the, the the way the world is at the moment. Like, you can forgive him for being a bit a bit down on 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 playing football in empty stadiums, in in having to do his job in the way that it's being done at the moment. Let's not forget, he lost his mother to coronavirus as well. Mm. So, like, all of these things can stack up. And like, at the end of the day, it's 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 a man doing a job, and he's not exempt from from kind of feelings and thoughts outside of his job.
0: No, no, absolutely not. Um, that that's very important to say. And I mean. And I feel like I don't think anybody's going to feel stupid hearing you say that because, like I said, I don't think anybody's saying this guy's awful and needs to go. It's just a kind of, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. If this is the situation, then unfortunately, so be it. Yeah. Um, so I think everybody will accept that may well be an issue. Yeah. Um, and the, the other side of it is maybe he's not fatigued. Maybe what he's trying is the best that he can get out of. Look, I, I'm not, I don't necessarily think this is the case, but. It certainly could be, you know, maybe with the makeup of the squad, you know, there is no David Silver midfielder in there. um, And the way he plays is kind of incompatible, maybe, with the midfielders he has got. Um, There's no good left back, so he needs to do something. Um, There's no pressing. So... Um, well the pressing's not as good in every game so he needs to protect that defence and the best way to do it without David Silva controlling the the game is to have Gundogan and Rodri and he, maybe he knows it's not ideal but it has to be that way um, I mean for argument's sake if he played just Gundogan uh, at the base of the midfield and he played Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne maybe they would all be too far ahead of the ball, there would be more counter-attacks because you know that control's not there and that's the whole idea and if anybody's um, if anybody doesn't quite understand what I'm talking about, I've written an article. It's called If you search a hidden quality on the athletic and a hidden quality Gunderwen, you should find what I'm talking about. So if, if he maybe if he were to play that setup, things would be much worse. There would be more counterattacks. attacks um, maybe he he can't tell the, the, the players to press anymore because they're knackered or they don't want to. Maybe the players you know, maybe that message isn't getting across anymore. And it's it's one of those situations where Guardiola is doing as much as he can. Um, and it doesn't look like that. I suppose one thing, which isn't necessarily related to his future, but the huge other talking point of the weekend from a City point of view, I think is the decision to keep playing Garcia instead of Stones. Um, and people will probably say, well, that's not, that's not um, the decision-making of a man who's doing his job well or has got clear thoughts. Um, but again... I think from his point of view, he's thinking, Well, and from my point of view, frankly, I like John Stones, and I think um, he's got a good chance um, of relaunching his career elsewhere if it doesn't work for him at City. I think he might just need a change of environment, and maybe Guardiola's demanding style, um, you know, his kind of high-pressure style, doesn't work for him. But um, when Laporte got injured last season, don't forget, everybody said... This is an opportunity for John Stones to make a name for himself, to, to nail down a, a place in the first team. And then he played badly, and then he got injured, and then he came back, and he got an op- another opportunity, and he made a mistake, and he got injured, and he and he didn't play three games in a row for like, all season or whatever yeah. it was on. And every opportunity he he had in kind of the last chance saloon, he didn't take. And I th- believe I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying this is what I've heard, but I believe from. Piecing together bits of what I heard earlier in the season, earlier in the summer, they were going to get rid of him and keep Garcia. But then when Garcia said he wanted to leave, they were like, okay, well, we can't buy three centre backs. We'll keep John Stones and Garcia will go. um Obviously, in the end, Garcia didn't Garcia go. Didn't they've, go. Ended, yeah. they've ended up with five centre backs, which is a not ideal situation. People are saying, oh, well, John Stones wanted to stay and fight for his place. I don't think that's necessarily the case. They were basically like, well, you're staying now, I think. I think I might be wrong. I will probably better put that forward as a theory. Um, but it's not the case he was like, Oh no, I'm gonna stay and fire from my place. It's more like, well, you know, you just you just stay in, that's it. Um and the other thing is, you know, okay, Guardiola has said in the past he only wants people who are, you know, committed to staying and that's fine. But if if you're committed in the sense that you still train at a hundred percent, your attitude is still great, you then get picked on spot in merit. And I don't think Stones, to be fair, he played all right against Wolves at the start of the season. So that there's that. Um, but I don't think he's done enough to earn that trust of the manager to play in, in games. And don't, look, don't forget, he's not playing Garcia instead of Aki and Laporte. He's playing Garcia instead of Stones because Stones has played badly for a long time. Stones has had a, you know, I wouldn't say off-field problems, but he's had a few personal life issues which have ensured that his head's not always been on the game. You know, When uh, Garcia was on the bench against Spurs at the start of February and Stones wasn't, that was because Stones was going through like he had like a a court hearing or like some kind of decision relating to his divorce and children um, that he needed to kind of be taken out. Guardiola felt he needed to be taken away from football. So his head's not always been in the right place either. So if you're looking at two players and we know Garcia, yeah, okay, not the best defensively at the moment. He's struggling a bit in the last few weeks. But we know he's a very mature, very dedicated, very switched on, very studious player. And it's easier for Guardiola to look. And people say, oh, look, it's because he's Spanish. But again, I think that's like a natural thing. Guardiola might see in Garcia a bit of himself, whereas he sees stones and he thinks, not sure about this guy. He takes his eye off the ball a bit. I'm not sure about this element of his personal life. I'm not sure about that. And don't forget, he's not been playing well. So I think... Maybe Garcia's not played particularly well last couple of games, and maybe now it's easy to go, well, he's not playing well, then let's put Stones in. But I don't think it's this outrageous decision. It's kind of
1: bigger picture stuff.
0: Yeah, I I mean, people are going on about it as if it's like the maddest thing. But if we go back to this muddy thinking, and is Guardiola fatigued? You know, a lot of his decisions, he would probably be able to sit us down. And explain he's why, but yeah. he won't. But he won't. This is the issue. Like, if you ask him a question after a game along those lines, you'll think you're going for it. So, like, I asked him after the West Ham game, "Why are you playing?" And like in a very respectful way, I was like, "Look, you clearly trust Eric a lot, um, but can you explain to us exactly what he gives you and why he's why he's playing at the moment?" And he was just like, "He's in, you know he's incredible. He never makes mistakes. Which you know he he used to say he never makes mistakes in like June, and that was true." But it's not true anymore but fine but i mean don't keep giving us bland kind of platitudes it would be great if he if he did properly explain to us but anyway like it's not necessarily his job to explain it to the press as much as we might like to but yeah he <laughs> he could sit down over an hour or two like bielsa did when he explained his analysis after the derby spygate thing and we'd be like that's a very compelling reason to play gundawin and Rodri, and yeah, okay, I can see what you want from Cancelo there. And I can see why you want the inverted wingers. I know that's a bit of a long-winded answer. And again, but to be honest, sod it. Where else are you having this debate about Man City? You heard on yeah. the radio on Sunday morning yeah, of the yeah. two titles he won all that. If that's the level of debate about Man City, I'm quite happy to talk about Eric Garcia versus John Stones for 10 minutes and turn it into a broader point. There's just And there's like, like the whole thing with City. Like I said, it, it kind of spiralled over the course of last season. And as you said, last season never really ended. You know, they had three months off and they came back with the same problems. So they had five weeks after Leon. And, we know, people talk about Sterling at the moment. No, for Sterling to have bounced back or for him to bounce back after missing that sitter against Leon will be very difficult. And like every credit to him for going about his business as well as he can, because that's an awful miss to a way on your mind you need incredible mental strength to do that so there's so many different aspects you know last season basically didn't finish in terms of how city are yeah. playing and yeah you know there's some things guardiola could do better there's some things he's getting criticized for which probably isn't necessarily fair um it's a very complex debate and it's much more complex than this guy spent so much money they should be doing much better but at the same time he has spent quite a lot that, of time. He has a lot of players. It, yeah. He should actually be doing better. Yeah, it's. I mean, maybe that's just me sitting on the fence, but I, I just think that's how it is.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to finish by reading some more tweets, Sam. uh, MCR ABC, yes. uh says, uh, he needs to turn around what's happening on the pitch and his own position won't matter so much. Perhaps it's affecting the players, but I think that's a stretch. Our problems date back to the start of last season. Would like to see him sign a new contract, but would also like to see solutions on the pitch. Probably the latter before the former. Uh, Nuna says it's been blown out of all proportion when you sign Pep you have to accept the way he is and one of the things that he fears burning out his players he's going to wait and see how the players respond to him in a few months and go from there by the end of this season he and the players are going to be exhausted anyway so a fresh start might be for the best I'm sure the board will be planning for all eventualities just chill enjoy the season and go from there if he leaves he leaves it's hardly the end of the world uh, Barry Pollard says it definitely has to announce his staying or going before Christmas if going Poch seems to be the best available at the moment. Uh Snolly Gogster says uh, I want him to stay, work through the issues. We could maybe replace our scouting method though and target better or more appropriate players. Just quickly on that, do you, do you reckon that could be an issue, Sam? Target better players
0: is quite broad. Um but no, um yeah, there's definitely I mean, I think we've we've we talked about that. We touched on that across, here. you know, the left back thing. Um he was, you know, he was annoyed going into last season they didn't get a center back. I think they've addressed that quite well. Um, obviously I don't again I don't think the was first choice but fine um, but yeah there's there's an element of over the last couple of years when the squad was winning they probably just tried to make little changes here and there which I don't think was necessarily wrong but whatever the case may be whether Rodri was the right one whether Cancella was the right one they're in a situation now where they they need a left back definitely they need a striker they need a defensive midfielder Probably, unless the pressing sort itself of out and Rodri's better protected, they're going to need a, a defensive midfielder. Um, and they needed a David Silver replacement, um, which is mad. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that there is that element to it, but I suppose the only thing I can say about that is that's another podcast in itself. And maybe, <laughs> maybe it's something we'll look at during the international break or something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, Arthur says, uh, thanks for the memories, but it's time to say goodbye. Uh, Sam Fisher says either sign or say he's leaving at the end of the season essentially he just needs to end the uncertainty it's ridiculous we've allowed it to reach this point Uh, Jack says I'm neither pep in nor pep out just want a decision to be made so they can focus on planning for the future while he's here though question marks are always going to be there over how long compare that to Klopp's commitment at Liverpool and we're falling way behind Uh, Simon Phillips says Guardiola himself has said that players can lose performance after a certain time under the same coach I wonder if that's what we're seeing now maybe a change might be for the best for all parties at the end of the season, particularly if we don't get to see an uplift soon. Um, one final one as well, Sam. Uh, Nick Holden says, I would love to see a secure Pochettino. I feel he's the closest thing to a long-term manager that exists. It's time to stabilise and get to the next level via the academy. Um, is the name that comes up a lot in, in, in yeah, all this. He's, he's, he's available at the moment. He's not going to be available forever, is he?
0: No, also, I mean, I mean, I could be massively wrong here and I might be doing a uh, press conference with Pochettino as City manager um, very soon. But um, I, I've kind of got a feeling that, uh, again, this is one of those things, everyone's kind of shouting about Pochettino with throwing his name in the ring. I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I, I, I've got this weird feeling that, you know, he's just not the kind of man City want. He's not as attacking as people think. And I think at City, they they don't see him as... A, a pep style manager I think I mean I could be completely wrong I know there's always stories cropping up about how he would be considered or how he's fancied but I think there's kind of an element of the club more the English kind of guys that like Pochettino but I'm thinking like Ferran Cheeky in that I'm, I'm not sure I don't th- I, in my opinion I don't know it's just a feeling I get I don't think Pochettino is actually the one they're going to go for but I mean it's I'm I'm already looking forward to that being clipped up and put on Twitter because, <laughs> uh, but I mean, like I say, it's not really based on anything. I'm not saying this is what I've heard. It's just a feeling I've gotten. I could be wrong, um, but I mean, let let us just say that he is um, a name on the list. And the, the 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 point there about bringing through academy players, you know, that sounds quite promising, doesn't it? That actually sounds quite nice. You know, Pochettino and a load of academy players with a couple of good signings. Um, and you know um, and the tactics to take the team to a Champions League final actually sounds like quite a sunny side kind of future but no he's not going to be around forever and um, you know Barcelona got problems Real Madrid got problems Man United got problems PSG got problems Um, teams will have problems Um, yeah there's going to there could be a lot of people and this is it so one of the comments earlier on I'll just accept it Guardiola will wait and see you know maybe maybe he will but that's not ideal you know if if he is going to go they can't stand around and go. Oh, actually, we did want Poch, but he's gone to PSG. You know that yeah. that can't be allowed to happen, really. So, yeah, a decision sooner rather than later is is ideal. But that's the thing; it's it's not an ideal situation. It's it's not necessarily going to happen.
1: So uh, we've talked about this for nearly an hour. Then the conclusion we should come oh, to uh, what what um, <laughs> you know what this question is already, don't you? <laughs> um, we know you think uh, that that City should keep him for as long as possible. What do you think will happen next? Um.
0: I don't know what will happen next. I, I, I okay, I think he'll stay. I, I'm not. I'm not sure what based on. Um, just a hunch. Yeah. Um, like even if I was told hundred percent that he was going to stay or if he was going to go, I wouldn't go out to town on it because well, town's closed now. But also, um, <laughs> it's just like it's just one of those things that can change. Um, but um, I, 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 I don't know. I think. Yeah, I think Mike, Mike, because Mike. I think the desire of City is for it to stay. And maybe he will think, well, it's not going to get any better. I've got nowhere else to go. Um, look, maybe they'll sign Messi. You know, if Omar barada is saying, yeah, it's something we'll consider, then that's a that's a distinct possibility. So if he's thinking, okay, it's a great place to work and I've got a chance to play with Messi again, and obviously City want him to stay, I think that's what will happen.
1: My my gut instinct's just the opposite, you know. I think I've got I've I've got my (laughs) gut instinct says that this is the end. I kind of feel that. And you know what?
0: I think my gut instinct says it's the end as well. But I think it's kind of, I think that's kind of, I don't know. Is that heart or head? I'm not sure. My gut instinct is he's going to go. But I think I'm trying because it's like with the tactics stuff I was saying. I'm trying to take away from what I think I know, and try and put myself into what I don't know and what I in what is possible and what is likely and how people think differently to me and i think they're thinking very differently to me they want him to stay and i think pep might think like you say he he's not going to get any money time to go but he might not be getting any better he might have messy so yeah that's that's where i'm going with that
1: yeah the, the consolation i guess is that come may one of us has been right on this podcast so uh <laughs> that, there we go
0: <laughs> yeah well hopefully i've i've sat on the fence enough for the last hour that i can be right whatever happens that's <laughs> normally how i go about it
1: well, that's it for this week's Wild are uh, You've been listening to uh, The Fence Sitting, Sam Lee.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot. I-, I hope that was useful. Let me know if it wasn't.
1: <laughs> and you've been listening to me, David Mooney. Don't forget, you can sign up to The Athletic for just £1 now, and it's the last week of that, uh, by using the code MANCITYPOD. Pod. <music>